Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. How fun. I got to tell you, I couldn't be more excited about what we've got in store for you today, really. I got to share, first off, at 11.30, um, if you're like me and you're one of the big, huge fans of the TV show slash series, The Chosen, if you've seen that, if you've been amazed by that, well, one of their producers, their main producer, who is uh, Chad Gunderson, is going to be on with us in God in Hollywood. So that's going to be on at 11.30. But before that, even more exciting, maybe. Who knows? We'll see <laughs> how it goes. We have Sharon Wayne, and Sharon is the author of the book Adventures of Levi. Actually, they're books, and she just came out with a new one, which is Levi Making Friends. These are children's books. And and the original one was The Journey of Courage, right? And so, see what you don't know is that I dearly, dearly love Sharon. People that have never been on the radio, really never thought they would ever write a book or anything like that, and then, oh my gosh, God put it on their heart, and the next thing you know, there they are. They're on this adventure. And so... You see, our listeners, they really can't relate to a guy like me that's on the radio all the time. They can completely relate to you, <laughs> who, you know, this is their first time you wrote this book. You don't know exactly, you know, so here we go. So, Sharon, thank you for coming and your courage to be with us today and your courage to write this these books. Yes, sir. It took a lot of courage and a lot of um, my family and friends uh, encouraging me to do this. I've told stories to my children. It actually started with my mother. And um, I wanted to thank you, Robbie, though, for inviting me to be on your show today and to promote my stories. Oh, it's going to be fun, I promise. And also, today we have Pam, Pam Laughlin. And she, in case you didn't know, is a voice for Clemens. She's running which I just think is awesome that God put this passion on her heart to run for the Clemens Village Council, right? Which yes. we got election coming up, right, Pam? November 2nd. <laughs> That's going to be probably long. a Tuesday, I'm just guessing. That's correct. <laughs> probably the first one in November. I was just something like that. But anyway, yeah. And if you happen to be in the Clemens area, guess what? You're going to find out more about the voice of Clemens, possibly Pam. And, you know, I have to tell you, my good friend and dear brother, actually, for years, is is Bill Mixon. And so yes. Bill Mixon was the one who said, Robbie, you got to get Pam Laughlin. And if you have Bill Mixon's endorsement, as far as I'm concerned, you're a shoe-in. It's just it's that easy, right? So welcome, Pam. And thank you for your courage to run. It's got to be a, a, a yeah. Nerve-wracking. <laughs> so speaking of running for office, you knew this was coming, didn't you, Sean? Of course you did. Yeah. I got this new joke music. I'm enjoying it. So here you go. Speaking of running for office, you know, which Clemens candidate 
do you think Tom Brady would support? You got any ideas? You got an idea, Sean? Think about it. I'm a, I'm a Tom big Brady. Tom Brady fan. Okay, well, he know, would no. he would support the one that would reduce inflation. <laughs> Don't you think? That's a natural. He's a shoe in. <laughs> if I could, I would. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I hate it. I hate it when political candidates put their signs up in my front yard. I mean, who in the world is closure? Really? It said right there that they were for closure in my yard. I don't understand it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know if you heard about the Clemens council candidate who died in an accident while mountain climbing. It works out because if you're their opponent, Pam, you win by a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> you didn't know you're in for this little bit of torture. It just comes with it. It comes with the opportunity to be on this show. So, you knew at the end of those shenanigans, Sean does that there would be actually a Bible riddle that you could call in and win today. And so, I have a good one. I have one of my favorites, actually. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to get your Bibles out, probably. But which runner, and his name was not Glass, okay? Which runner, and his name was not Glass was the clear winner <laughs> in 2 Samuel, right? In the book of 2 Samuel, there was two runners. Who was the clear winner? If you can answer that, Sean, tell them what they'll win. All right, Robbie, the winner of that is going to win The Adventures of Levi by our friend Sharon in studio right now. So call us, uh, let us know the answer, and we will get you The Adventures of Levi, making new friends. He is making new friends. And let me just tell you, I've, I've read The Adventures of Levi, and he not only makes friends, but, <laughs> you know, I, what I think is really cool, it's a children's book, and it's beautifully, beautifully illustrated, okay? And I hate that our listeners can't see it. I'd hope to put it up at kingdompursuits.com, but unfortunately, our internet crashed this morning at the Truth Network. I don't know why. I had struggles with that. But nonetheless, you can go on Amazon, The Adventures of Levi um, by Sharon right by Sharon Wayne and it will come right up for you but anyway in this book this young man he goes fishing now just being the person that I am and anybody who knows me Robbie you're, you're immediately I'm I'm relating to Levi okay and Levi not unlike me is catching the little fish <laughs> and he wants to catch the big fish right Sharon yes and, and, and so it's kind of a really beautiful story about how to not judge a turtle by its cover, right? Right. So I have to tell you that since I could relate to this story, you have never heard of the legend of the DuPage River, have you? No. Okay, so when Robbie was about middle school, maybe sixth grade, fifth grade, one day we were going down the DuPage River me and my buddies and we saw this tail coming out of the out of the mud and this tail had spikes on it and i don't know if like if your mom used to read about the baby stegosaurus right that i forget the shy stegosaurus you remember that book when you were a kid you probably read it sean did you read it 
Uh, no, but I remember Land Before Time, and we talked about stegosaurus. Right. Okay, yeah, you can picture that stegosaurus. So I'm yeah. seeing this tail coming out of the mud, and it's got these spikes on it. And being the kid I am, and I've read this book, I don't know how many times, I am certain that a dinosaur is there in the mud. So I did what any other fifth or sixth grade boy would do, and I grabbed hold of this dinosaur, and I started to jerk with all my might. And when I did, guess what? It was not a dinosaur, but it was, in fact, a snapping turtle. Oh. A big snapping turtle there in the DuPage River. Do you believe it? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I was so excited. My friends and I, we were, we were, we were like, what are we going to do with it? Because we had hold of it by its tail. It was a very upset snapping turtle, and it was breaking off branches when we'd stick them near. Oh, he was mad. And so we found this great big huge box. It was huge. We got it from the grocery store, and we carried the snapping turtle home to show my dad. What else would you do when you had a giant snapping <laughs> turtle, right? So you can imagine my dad's joy as i said dad look what we got we got this <laughs> he's like are you out of your mind you got to put this turtle back can you imagine mm. you got to put it back in the river so we thought about this and there was a bridge that went over the dupage river and we had a box with a great big turtle in it and you know we're on the bridge and we thought well now wouldn't it be cool to just kind of you know see how this turtle could fly into the river it was a and as we were looking, there was a canoe that was coming down the river. And we thought, well, if we're on the backside of this, they won't know. <laughs> let go of this snapping turtle, and it's like bombs away. Did you see? Now you know why it's the legend of the DuPage River. And so when I read your story about the turtle, I couldn't help but think of my days in the muddy turtle, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just right there. And so I guess you're wondering what happened. Well, when that turtle hit that aluminum canoe, it made a sound, I'm going to tell you. And, <laughs> as you might imagine, I know you're not shocked to know that the two canoers, a man and a woman who thought they were on a very casual ride down the Dubage River, jumped into the river. And we didn't get anything about the Clemens. I'm sorry, golly, I just told my turtle story, but I bet it makes you want to read The Adventures of Levi. They were safe and sound. We ran. We were never captured, and I was never incarcerated for my turtle incident. But I would say that that canoe was forever known as the USS Shellshock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom, and we're so blessed, really. Next segment, we're going to have Chad Gunderson, one of the producers of The Chosen, is going to be on God in Hollywood. But right now, we've got Pam Laughlin, who is the voice of Clemens. She's running for Clemens Village Council, as well as Sharon Wayne, and she is the author of Levi, Making New Friends. And I am personally shocked, Sean, that no one has called in with my second Samuel, this I thought this was easy. Which runner? There were two runners, okay? I'm even gonna give you more of a hint. They were running to tell King David about what happened to his son, okay? It's in Second Samuel. There were two runners. 866-348-7884. Which runner was the faster, the clear winner? And he was in class. 866-348-7884. We want you to win this book, and we want you to call in and get that. So, Pam, how do you... I, did you feel God calling you to do this to run for for 
office? Well, I'd have to say that, I suppose. Um, I've lived in Clemens almost my entire life. And um, in 2017, there was an issue that came up that was going to affect everyone uh, in Clemens, especially at the other end, actually, the south end. And most of the residents did not want it to happen. What was it? So it was a median that was going to separate them, the other end of Clements all the way down. Right. And um, the road would have to be widened, and businesses taken out, and homes taken out. And, and most people did not want that. So I decided to file to run... Um, and, of course, my platform, I was against that. And we won, and we stopped part of it. <laughs> um, so there will not be one all the way down, at least not in the foreseeable future. But that that's what got me interested in running. I thought, well, I've lived here my whole life. I'm older now. So what's on there? Now something. that you're on the inside, you know, and you've been doing that, what... What, what do you think people need to know about or issues right now that that you really feel like they need to know about? Well, if you live in Clemens, you already know what our biggest um, problem is, and that is the traffic is terrible. It's the we used to call it the Clemens. How's it, Louisville Clemens Raceway? Yes, well, not anymore. <laughs> um, uh, like I said recently, that if if the development doesn't slow down that soon you'll be able to walk somewhere quicker than you're going to get there in your car because the traffic is so bad and especially on the north end where we have three schools that empty out onto the road every day during the school year and they're within rock throwing distance of each other and there's we need a stoplight which we haven't been able to get and so um, here's the here's the question that makes it seem like it's coming to left field. That's how kind of how I feel. So, what makes you think that the election happening on November second is legitimate? Oh, legitimate. <laughs> uh, well, uh, not that there isn't somebody somewhere that might <laughs> commit some voter fraud. Clemens is a small town. Well, they all are. And well, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're, well, they're, we used to be a lot smaller, <laughs> but it would be a lot more difficult. And I, I, frankly, in a in Clemens, I don't see the point. <laughs> I really don't. I don't see the point in that. I understand. So. I understand. I understand. Well, getting back to Levi, who needed friends, so. Share with our listeners. I know your heart was to, to share some things about your story that that you wanted them to be excited about. Well, um, the story I'm trying to reach uh, parents and grandparents to teach their children read the story that you can't always judge people by the way they look, and this is what Levi found out with the turtle, and uh, he it ended up where Levi realized that. The turtle wasn't going to hurt him and that they could become friends yeah, he wasn't a snapping turtle like my friend no no <laughs> he was just caught up in the fisherman's uh line, line yeah yeah and so and it was muddy right and it looked scary <laughs> and levi was intent in getting those fish so he said that old turtle can figure it out for himself but then he realized that and he remembered that his parents said help others if you can 
So then he said, okay. Yeah, I love that part. I love that uh-huh. part of the story. So how did God put it on? Obviously, I, I noticed in the in the book itself, it talked about your grandmother story, told stories. Your mother's told told stories. How did God put it on your heart to write? I mean, have the courage to actually publish that. Well, um, I told stories all the time to the children. And then my grandson, when I was able to watch him, and we, I would tell him stories, and we would do little plays, and I wanted him to be able to use his imagination, and we passed that on through the family through years, and he was amazing. In fact, when he was able to tell the first story to his other grandparents, I was so impressed because he remembered almost word for word and then as we went on, people would say, why don't you write the story? Well, I had never written a story. So this is where I came up with Journey of Courage. And also in Isaiah 43, God says, behold, I'm doing a new thing in you. So it doesn't matter what your age uh, or, or, or anything. If he opens a door for you, try to have the courage to go through that door. So with all the family and friends encouraging me to do this, I just said, well, Lord, um, if you lay this on my heart, then I have to step forward to try to do it. So I didn't get a chance to do this because nobody called in. I guess my question was too hard. I had so many calls on the Christian Car Guy show, I thought they would carry over, but they didn't. But nonetheless, so you're sitting there wondering, Robbie, what in the world? There are two runners. It's a beautiful story. And the reason why I want to share this is because... Pamela's running, right? Yes. And it says, beautiful are the feet of those who have good news. And if you read the story where the, the guard is watching these two men running, they the guard says, that must be a good man. He brings good news. So if you think about that culture, there were runners. They didn't have newspapers. They, you know, they had runners. And you could tell by the way somebody was running, were they going to lay a bombshell on you or were they going to run with good news, right? And, and so you, you might realize that one of the pieces of the armor of God, right? Right. Is right. Your feet are supposed to be shod, right? With what? The gospel. Good news, right? And, yes. and so when people see you, do they see somebody's running like Pam with a smile? She came in with a smile. You can tell she's running because you, you feel like God's got something for you to, to, to stand up for goodness on the, on the village council, I do. right? I do. And, and she, Absolutely. And, you know, Sharon's got this story that's good news of Levi and willing to run with good news, right? Yes. So Ahimahaz was the guy, no, his last name was not class, but I, I've always loved the story. And I've always thought about, wow, do when, I, when people see me running, yes. do they think, wow, that guy's got good news? Or do they think, <laughs> I'm not so sure, <laughs> you know. That that, 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 that hey, you know, that's part of the deal is that, you know, your feet, they got to be beautiful, and and, and that's a, a real opportunity. So what would you tell those folks to get them out on November 2nd, that, wow, this election means something? <clears throat> well, I think that when someone decides to run for office, they have to take it very seriously because it's a big responsibility. And if you are not running to be an asset and an advocate for your constituents, 
then I question why you're running. And anyone in a place of authority that can affect someone's life for the good or the bad needs to consider very carefully the decisions that they make. And that would be me. <laughs> well, I am. That would be me. You know, I, that, that takes courage, right? Yeah. To say, well, you know, it does. Take me, pick me, Lord, right? I'm, I'm willing to stand in that gap and do what I need to do in order to um, affect the change. That, well, that, I have to agree with that. And it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of time, but it's worth it. If you can help your neighbors and your community, it's worth it. So again, her name, if you happen to be in the village of Clemens, now there's people listening in Ohio, they they are involved in their local elections, and there's people in Raleigh. And, and the reason I speak to the validity of elections, I, I imagine a lot of people feel like I do, like, man, I, I, I've lost a lot of faith in the, in the process. And it starts, by the way, at the local precinct, because I was there in a very small town, way smaller than Clemens, because I voted out of the gigantic town of Stokesdale, North Carolina. <laughs> and, and, you know, there was, you know, whatever, 80 people on the roll. But, you know, they're wanting to know if I'm my dad, who's been dead for a long time. Okay? And, and I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm immediately not filled with confidence in this system, right? And so I, I, but what I've heard from so many politicians is, okay, if, if you're concerned about this, why not, why don't you run? Why don't you pick up the mantle and run? And so I'm, I'm, commend your courage and then those of us who you know have the opportunity to vote we were given that god-given right and people fought and died to do it then we got to go out and do it right and absolutely do what we can do um to 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 make a difference for our communities and that election is coming up november 2nd Mm -hmm. and so i'm so grateful that a you ran two you you came on our show today well, so thank that, you that, so much. That Bill would that me. Bill would do that. And so Sharon, what's the one thing you want to make sure you got said today that you haven't said? Uh, we we pretty much rounded it up because uh, the, my goal was to reach the parents and the grandparents that they can have their children out to get to know other children and reach out in love if possible. The Adventures of Levi coming to you at Amazon. You got to put in there Sharon Wayne. The Adventures of Levi. Now, stay tuned, because guess what? God in Hollywood, Paul Long, Brad Silverman, and the producer of The Chosen. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. After decades of serving the Hollywood system, these insiders at Kappa Studios are now unashamed to live for Christ, right at the epicenter of the film and television industry. This is God in Hollywood. Welcome to God in Hollywood. How do you like that new intro? (laughs) I personally love it. We have Paul Long and Brad Silverman. You guys have a really big time guest that we're so excited. Brad? We do. We do, we do, Robbie. We we got Chad Gunderson. Now, I've known Chad, what, about 10, 12 years or something. Chad is producer of The Chosen. And Chad, now, was there like a point when you thought, wow, this thing is a hit? Was there like a moment in time where you're like, man, The Chosen, it, it, it's going big time? 
With Chad, uh, you there? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah. Good to hear your voices. Uh, glad to be glad to be on here. Um, uh, I, I think we still kind of pinch ourselves a little bit because I don't think we realize that it's a big hit. You know, I think when you're uh, when your head's down and you're working on stuff, uh, sometimes you just don't realize, you know, what it is God's doing. Um, and uh, honestly, God is doing a big thing with this show. Um, and it definitely happened, I think, earlier than we anticipated. Um, you know, I think we kind of maybe half-jokingly, half-positively kind of said, well, maybe by season three, four, maybe even into five, then, you know, because if you look at most TV shows, that's kind of the... the the trend they follow normally season one is kind of like oh that was pretty good that was pretty great let's see what happens and then kind of in the following seasons um and to be honest with you before we even started season two um we kind of were like wow this is this is something else something's kind of going and now that we finished season two and it's out uh you're right it has just really exploded um and just gone worldwide so it's been a it's been a pretty humbling experience to be a part of mm. yeah there's there's an old expression here in Hollywood that uh, the director gets the credit and the producer gets the ulcer. Now, <laughs> how, how accurate is that? In your world? Yeah, <laughs> well, by, by by the giggles uh, from Paul, I I can I can hear hear you guys have been down that path. Uh, it, it is kind of a, a an expression, you know. But I also like to say that you know when you go to the Oscars, and not that that's our our our, our goal or anything along those lines, or honestly any awards uh, uh, type thing, you know, there are individual awards. There's an individual editor. There's individual composers. There's actor, actress, you know, all these things. And there is an individual for director. There's not an individual for producer. But the the award that goes to the producer is the best picture overall. And I think that describes kind of fairly well what producers do. Obviously, the director is in charge of what's in that little space, right? That that box that you're watching it in, whether it's a movie screen or a TV or now your phone or whatever. But the producer is responsible for everything else. Um, and so I do kind of say, uh, kind of to what you said, you've always, you know, when when a when a project's amazing, you know, the 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 people say, oh my gosh, the talent was just so great in that. The actors, the writers, the director, oh, it was just so amazing. But then when something fails, it's like, wow, man, those producers really messed that up. And they really didn't, uh, they, they, they didn't know what they were doing, you know, that sort of thing. But it, awesome. it does show the collaborative effort uh, behind uh, uh, any sort of show um, and the relationship between a director and a producer. Yeah. It's funny, our, our involvement with The Chosen has been phenomenal. You know, getting to know you and the guys even better, but has it changed you? Has the show changed you or Amanda, your wife? I mean, has it affected your daily living at all? Um, I would say a little bit, and things are happening kind of slowly but oddly. Um, I'm sure Dallas experiences this even more, and obviously some of our stars. And uh, but yeah, no, we definitely um, are starting to see little things, right? And you know, kind of the, some of the funnier ones are, you know, almost kind of people that you obviously see on a daily basis, whether at church or, you know, in your daily lives at school with kids or whatever it is. And it's almost like they're a little standoffish, like we can't talk to you about the chosen, right? Because you know, it's that that would be weird. That would be odd. We're <laughs> like, well, we talk. We talked about the last project that I did that was just kind of a mediocre success without any problems. So why would we not want to talk about <laughs> this one, right? Um, and so, uh, but it's good. I mean, and you know, and we're very, very blessed to be a part of it. Um, you know, both Dallas and I, we kind of started our careers together around the same time. And Dallas and I have known each other for about 20 years now. Um, and we wow. did our first feature film together over 15 years ago. 
Um, and so to be on this journey with him, um, and the funny thing is, is we hadn't worked together since that first project over 15 years ago, but had stayed in touch over the years and, Hey, we got to find something to do together. Um, and then when the chosen came along, he kind of was like, Hey, we're going to try this kind of crowdfunding thing. I don't think it'll work, but if it does, we produce, you know, kind of like it was kind of this, this joke. And now, you know, here we are. And, uh, again, very, very blessed and fortunate to be a part of it. Um, what was the, well, I got to know what was the first project? Uh, midnight clear. Um, so, um, actually before that we had done two short films together. Uh, one was called, uh, um, uh, cliche. Um, and that the funny one about that one is <clears throat> he was doing that. He and I had met through his dad. I literally wrote his dad a fan letter, like wrote, like hand wrote a fan letter oh, wow. you know, of his book. <laughs> um, and, and Jerry responded and said, well, you know, cause I had just said, Hey, if he's ever get made into a movie, I'd love to be a part. Right. And, uh, and he wrote me back and said, well, they are being made into a movie. And my son Dallas is working with the company to do that. So Dallas and I connected, long story there, uh, Dallas and Jerry kind of separated themselves from that initial project and, you know, it went on to come, become what it did. But through that, Dallas and I stayed in touch and the first short film we did together, um, he said, Hey, I'm doing the short film. We're shooting it out in LA. I already have a producer, so I don't really need, but if you want to be a part, you know, you're more than welcome to come. So I literally flew myself to LA, you know, and this was in my mid twenties and, uh, put myself up, slept on his hotel floor and worked as an unpaid PA. But by the end of that short film, I was a co-producer on it. Um, and yeah. then we did Midnight Clear as a short film. I produced that. And then we did Midnight Clear as a feature. And it was his first feature as a director and my first feature as a, as a producer. So. Nice. That is, dude, that's cool, man. So I, I never asked you this. What, how did you, when I met you, you were already doing Projects that Honor God. Like, how did that, what, what brought you into that world? Yeah, producing uh, in general, honestly, I never, you know, I was a fan of movies growing up, but it wasn't like one of those, oh, I want to be a filmmaker when I grow up. Like, it was not that for me. I was a biology major in school, and I was going into sports medicine. Um, I actually was out there in L.A. I went to school at Pomona College, um, which is, you know, there in, in Orange County, and um, and uh, was playing sports. Um, had done, you know, theater and stuff growing up and, and done some print work and some other things like that. Uh, but again, never thought about it as a career. Uh, oddly enough, uh, I was uh, an extra in a couple of big movies out there in L.A. just kind of for fun. And I do remember sitting on the set of uh, Gross Point Blank, uh, if you ever saw that film, yeah. and kind of going, um, wow, this is interesting. Like, this is a thing. Like, this is a big thing, right? And again, mm -hmm. I worked at a movie theater in high school, like all those yeah. kinds of things. And then it just kind of was like, oh, well, this is interesting. Um, so kind of fast forward, I, I ended up quitting sports. So obviously the money disappears. That happens when you don't play the sport that you're being, you know, your school's being paid to do. Um, and uh, came back to Texas and ended up at a, a University of North Texas, which has a big film and theater department in it. And uh, was still a biology major, but started just taking theater classes and film classes kind of for fun or, or as electives. And before I graduated, about a year before I graduated, I ended up switching to film, um, started my first company in college, uh, Night and Day Films, um, and we did short films and commercials and music videos for local bands, things like that. And then it just very, very quickly escalated, and it was one of those things where even today, and I definitely said it more then, but still some today, I kind of go, really, God, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, this is it, right? Like, this is, and he yeah. just time and time again shows me this is this is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Well, 
say this, Paul. Well, that's interesting. I never knew that. Never knew that background for you. So Paul that's incredible. Said, yeah, yeah. Paul's yeah. often said, like, as it relates, kind of bringing it back home here, like when we look at what we're doing with you guys now, and it's interesting your background. I didn't know you were out in Pomona. That's awesome. Paul has often said, after thirty some odd years in the business, he has said, I think maybe it was Karen. Maybe it was your wife, Karen Paul, that was saying, like, man, this show, yeah. the chosen. This is. I remember you came in early on, Paul. You said, this this is our finest hour. We can talk more about that after the break here. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited, and I couldn't agree more that, like, oh, my goodness, I can hardly, hardly, hardly wait for season three, however I can find out about that. So when we come back, we can have more with Chad and Brad and Paul. So stay tuned. listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com after decades of serving the hollywood system these insiders at kappa studios are now unashamed to live for christ right at the epicenter of the film and television industry this is god in hollywood how fun today when God in Hollywood. We've got Chad Gunderson, Brad Silverman, and Paul Long. Chad is the producer of The Chosen, and I hope you've seen it. If you haven't, hopefully we'll share some ways that you can go about seeing that, because I'm going to tell you, it's something <laughs> you will never forget. So, Brad, take it away. You got it, my friend. Boy, that new intro is a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Uh- like, that wakes me up. That's good. It wakes me up too. It wakes me up too. So this is, you know, it, what's interesting is the whole God in Hollywood thing. I, I'll, I'll follow up with this in a second, but but Paul, I want, I want you to speak to this. You, you mentioned this is early on, before The Chosen was a hit, before it became this phenomenon thing. I remember you, you said, or it was your wife Karen who said, this is our finest hour. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, and that, and I think it really is true. I mean, I've, I pretty much lost track of how many shows we've done. I mean, there's just a lot of projects over the years. Many, many, many things. And I tell people often, it's all like cotton candy, just kind of, it's gone, there's nothing there. And uh, it, it is our finest hour. There's no doubt in my mind about that. You know, I will tell you one quick thing, I'll just tie in what Chad was talking about earlier. Uh, we were at a, a garage sale last weekend, and some lady walked up, we are talking with them. My wife's very friendly, loves, loves the world, and she's talking to her. And she mentions to the woman, oh, that we're working on The Chosen. She started shrieking. And the people at the garage sale thought there might be an attack going on. <laughs> <laughs> They're all looking at me like, what did you do? <laughs> did you did, yeah. did you pinch her? What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I stayed my distance, that's all. But I, I knew that that was just another, it just sort of bears witness to what Chad's talking about. The Lord is doing something great. And he says, yeah. I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. And, uh, and that's what's going on. Something fun and exciting, and we're just grateful to be a part of it. You know, it, it's great you put that, bring it up, Paul. Chad, there's this cool thing that we're seeing. I don't know if you're seeing it, but obviously our work here in Burbank, so many people, and Paul, you can speak to this too, we're seeing, it's, it's not once, it's not twice, I'm seeing it almost probably once a week now. Okay, We're seeing people, Chad, who are like veterans in Film and television. These are longtime successful producers, directors, DPs, uh, camera ops, whatever it is. And they're coming to us and they're saying, guys, I can't do it anymore. 
And what they're meaning, these are believers in Christ who have been working in secular Hollywood that are kind of getting to a place where they just can't do that. They, they, they're, they're compelled to do projects that honor God. I think Chosen's playing a part of that, right? They're seeing a pathway, you know what I mean? They're seeing like, oh, there is a possibility of making a career, you know, doing stuff that honors God, or at least doing stuff that doesn't dishonor God. Like, what and would something you say? that's like, big and good, Brad. Something that's really big yeah. and good, not just lo-fi stuff, you know? <laughs> Right, right, right. Some excellent work. I mean, I don't know if you're seeing that, Chad, but I think you're inspiring a lot of people with your show. And I think, like, do you see a pathway? I mean, you've been in the space, the faith film world for a long time. Do you see a, a, a place for people who are veterans in Hollywood to start doing stuff that honors God? And do you have any, like, specific advice or things you would talk to them about? Uh, well, I mean, it's definitely been a journey for sure, right? Like, there's no doubt about that. You know, I'm sure, and this probably applies to anybody in the industry. This is not an easy industry. Like this, I don't care whether you're a believer or not. I do think if you are a believer, it probably makes it that much more difficult, um, just because I, I believe everything is downstream of Hollywood. Everything is downstream of media and the influence that media has on this world, right? And so, again, pick politics, pick education, pick whatever it is. Um, and now the world is expanding so quickly with that, with social media and various other things. And so it's just not an easy place to be uh, in general. Um, but as a believer, I mean, I think and there's a lot of factors with this show. And to be honest with you, probably factors that we will never know until the other side of heaven, right? Like, it's just not going to be understood why this show has taken off. Because, you know, we've all seen it, right? There's good shows that deserve an audience, and there's bad shows that didn't deserve an audience. <laughs> right, but 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 it yeah. happens, and it, it sometimes people kind of go, well, why did that show succeed, or movie, or television show, and why did this one not? This one over here was amazing, and this one was not, and they didn't get the audiences they deserve. Um, so, uh, but what I can say that at least in the practical that we can see and feel and touch is, I do believe the chosen we kind of have this perfect storm and we talk about this. And to be honest with you, Kappa, you guys are a big, big part of that, right? These are all people, right? And again, I think you look at everybody, you look at, you know, Dallas and where he is, myself and Chris, the other producer and where we're at and the other producers and the other people at, at within this project. And then all of the crew, DP, production designer, costume designer. I mean, you name it, we can go hair, makeup, wardrobe, all the things that we've got. And this is kind of that perfect storm, right? And again, like I said, Kappa's a part of that. We have this perfect storm of everybody at the top of their game who have been sharpening their tools for years and years and years, you know, grinding through as believers, many of them, and obviously not all of our cast and crew are believers, right? Now, we, we set a tone and we create an environment where these people understand what we're doing. But at the end of the day, many of these people that are not believers, they're like, well, this is a good project and we want to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. man, I, I hate, hate, hate that we've run out of time, guys. But can you share with us, for listeners, what's the best way to get season three? <laughs> well, as soon as we shoot it, that'll be the best way. But our, our app is the number one place to go. So, the, you know, to go in the app store and well, find The Chosen and download the app. All of season one is there. All of season two is the best way. And we promise season three is on its way. We're so excited. Brad, thank you. Paul, thank you. This has been absolutely a blast. Again, it's chosen, and I was sitting there thinking, I know why it was a perfect storm. They were chosen. <laughs> so it's so cool. Thank you guys for sharing with us. Hey, we got to go. This is the Truth Network.